The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. For almost 40 years, he presented the stories of the day to Albertans on Global Calgary TV and radio. Gord Gillies retired from TV and radio a a few years ago and is now sharing a deeply personal story, one that he hopes will let others know that they aren't alone. Eight months ago, Gord's son Liam passed away after struggling with anxiety, depression and drinking. Gord joins us this afternoon. Gord, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Jaylen. I want to start off first by um, just saying I'm so very sorry for your loss, and uh, I appreciate you taking the time to to talk with us today. I, I know it can't be easy. Um, thank you. Uh, the The response to what we Jamie's series that she ran on TV uh, last week has been. Uh, incredible and so there's clearly lots of people lots of men that that was the theme you know men Mm -hmm. sharing their feelings Um, but it's obviously everybody with COVID or whatever it is uh, it struck a chord and so I'm happy to be here to talk about how you can get help and and just and to not be afraid about reaching out for it. That series that Gord is mentioning was uh, strong but not silent, and it was raising awareness for men's mental health. Gord, first off, can you tell us about your son, Liam. Um, you, in, in Jamie's story, you just painted such a, a picture of him and his highs and his lows. And so maybe just tell us about your son. Sure. Uh, Liam was a a happy-go-lucky, mischievous uh, kid. Um, If there was something going on, he was in the middle of it, believe me. And uh, just a ball of joy uh, for for all of his life up until about uh, high school. When he got into high school, Jay Lynn, there's, we noticed a change. I mean, he was still a popular kid, still had lots of friends, but he, as he began this testing out drinking phase, uh, it, it became apparent to us, I think, pretty clear that this was, the, the radars were going off because it was just a gong show uh, some nights. And so we were worried about that. And, and as we talked to him about it, um, he began to share that he was just not feeling good, not feeling good about a a lot of things and so this began a a 10-year journey of trying to find out what exactly is going on Um, again this was he would be a fine normal uh, loving kid as part of our family for a couple of weeks and there would be a horrible crash and, and then the repercussions from that and then uh, you know we, we tried uh, the, the, you know he'd the, the, give him trouble for this or give him trouble for that or take away these privileges and all this as we were trying to sort out what was going on that led to us getting lots of counseling lot, Liam getting lots of counseling and it began this journey that would go for a couple of weeks crash go for a couple of weeks crash and I would say that six months before he died, it just started to get really scary. And and sadly, he took one drink too many in March and, and didn't come back. Now you did. Liam did go to rehab. I mean, it it sounds like you tried everything possible. We we there was a program at the Foothills Hospital here in Calgary, Jay Lynn, that was called a dual diagnostic uh, program, and it was for adults. You had to be 18, and they were trying to determine whether it is it the drinking that leads to the anxiety and depression, is it the anxiety and depression that leads to the drinking, and they actually determined that it was the drinking that led to some of his problems. Um, our experience watching it from that point on, though, seemed to be that no, he had a horrible addiction here, and. 
and uh, he did get help there. Uh, he went to a place called Top of the World in Cranbrook, BC, uh, was there 60 days. They did all kinds of different things, including AA, lots of spirituality there, uh, First Nations tying in as well. He did okay there, but we made him go there. That was 18. We made him go, and Jaylen, you can't force somebody to learn something. He learned a ton, but he was not happy about going. And then just last fall, a year ago now, he was in a program at 1835 House in Calgary where he did really well. He went there on his own. He was doing so well uh, and then had a crash, and then that just sort of uh, steamrolled. So, yeah, I mean, there was medication involved. There was uh, rehab. There were all kinds of things to, to help him out, and he tried it all. He, he did not want this to be his life, and, uh, and he was willing to try it, and, and, and there you are. He he must have been exhausted from this roller coaster ride, and 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 you and and your wife and your daughter must have been absolutely exhausted from it from it as well. I mean, it's just yeah. It sounds like you know you get a couple of weeks of peace, and you're thinking, oh, maybe things are better, and then all hell broke out again. You're just worried all the time. It's a, it's such a huge concern. You're always concerned. And so, yeah, we, we had stress in our lives for sure. That was part of it. Uh, again, as I say, this wasn't a loud calamity in our home all the time. This was a, a kid who would quietly go to his room and drink to oblivion. And and this was this was the thing that we tried to figure out. We, we just didn't know what was going on, and Liam wasn't sure what was going on. So, yeah, it was stressful for us for sure but uh, the fact he was trying so hard to make a difference and and we were trying to do anything we could to help him um you know that was our world what what did you learn um about addiction and about mental health through all of this one of the things I learned that really helped me was we went to Al-Anon and that's for families of people who are living with alcoholics just as one of the things we tried to get a perspective on what's going on and certainly we learned a lot there Jaylin but you're allowed to bring uh, people who are going through AA are allowed to bring family members or friends to open sessions of Alcoholics Anonymous and that's where I think I learned the most because initially I was just an angry dad what's going on Liam we were we would scrap a bit it was like just stop this drinking mm-hmm. but when I went to Al-Anon or, sorry Al- Alcoholics Anonymous and looked around the room and it's you it's me it's a doctor it's an engineer it's a kid like Liam it was not the face of the alcoholic that I thought and also these people shared the same story they felt like crap and so it just as you looked around I thought how does that person not who has a super successful life not handle this I'd look at my son how does this kid who's blonde hair blue eyes popular funny why is he feeling this way and it it at least helped me understand that whatever this is that's in them uh, is out of their control and it just grabs you and runs so we learned uh, i learned at, at alcoholics anonymous that this is something deep and scary it's not a weakness it's not a choice it's something controlling him and we learned through the grief counseling or, or the counseling all along the way of just you know ways to try and um, harm reduction if we could and also help him as best we could. 
Gord Gillies joining me this afternoon, and I sure appreciate you taking some time today to share your story and, and Liam's story. And when we talk about, you know, you know, speaking out and, and, and turning uh, turning around and asking someone for help, Gord, you know, you talked about you know, Liam's uh, journey through that, but what about yours? I mean, going to that first meeting, the Al-Anon meeting or the Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, um, or turning after Liam passed away to get help, how difficult was that for you? And and, and what did you learn about yourself, about the power of doing that and, and what it's provided for you? And you know what, Jay Lynn, when it was as stressful as it was at times with Liam as he was struggling, we were at wit's end. And so it wasn't a big leap for us to go for counseling because we just wanted to help him. And we didn't know what to do. We didn't know what was going on. So that first step to go there was not a big one for us because we just wanted to. Liam was getting counseling. We were going to learn about it too. And they help give you perspective. They help settle your mind, if you will. And so it was it was easy after we struggled trying to figure out how to help Liam um, when it when he passed. And, and you're, uh, it's been described to me, Jay Lynn, as your brain goes offline. And it really did. We, we were just a mess. It was right when COVID began. So I don't even remember wave one of COVID. We were just walking around like zombies and we, we made it through. But when we got into grief counseling and AHS has a fantastic program, we were able to understand that this is normal how you're feeling we didn't think we were getting any better but counseling is able to show us that you know what you're making you're making some progress forward and maybe it's an inch this month but you're making some progress and it helped us understand how we were feeling and and that we weren't alone and that we were what we were experiencing was normal what do you want people um, who are listening to um, this interview right now or who watched uh, the television report on on global news to to know about mental health about addiction about reaching out Gord it's just we need to talk about it Jaylin because I've heard from um, so many people now across the country who first of all thanked our family for sharing our story and wanted to send kindness and love and that was so wonderful just to hear from people others have shared their stories close friends of mine Jaylin have shared their stories that I had no idea was going on and so they're hopefully going to get some help and I think that if there's a message from me and my family it's that you you have to you really reach out if you can because it I don't know what could have saved Liam's life we're not sure if anything could have saved Liam's life we'll never know that but if it wasn't he felt so ashamed if he didn't feel ashamed if this was something that was open and we could talk about then I think that might have been able to help him and I got an AH uh, uh, an email from a, a nurse here in Calgary at one of the hospitals and their 811 emergency information number is just ringing off the hook. There's so many people now with COVID and everything else that's going on that are struggling. And the, the, the message is reach out and get help and share because by sharing, you break down the stigma and you can get help.
Gord, before I let you go, um, you know, I, I think that maybe some people who will listen to this will will hear Liam's name, and you know, we've we've talked about his his struggle with anxiety and some depression and uh, with uh, with his addiction. And I don't want him to be remembered that way, and I'm sure you don't want him to be remembered that way as well. I mean, it's a part of his story. It's a part of your family's journey. Before I let you go, how are you remembering your son these days? We were, we're slowly moving from the living his death to living his life. And so by, by that, I mean, when he passed, that was the focus where it, Liam has gone and, and that's the mess your head is in. And we're slowly moving now to celebrating his life, living with Liam's life. And though it was just under 26 years, we're, we, we know we're blessed to have had him that long. And he was so funny and kind and we can laugh at stories now. I'll see things now and I can laugh and it's funny. And, you know, we've got a long way to go, but it'll a photo will pop up or something and we'll laugh and then you crash because it's the reminder that he's gone. But we're moving there. We're, we're remembering this funny, bright, beautiful boy. And I want to thank you for sharing your memories with our listening audience today. The feedback on my text line this afternoon, pretty powerful, Gord. Um, thank you for this. I appreciate you joining us. And, oh, and my heart breaks for you, but uh, I know just by you using your voice, which you've always done, but using your voice in this way is going to make a difference in somebody's world. And I thank you for that. Well, thank you so much. I've, I've had Jalen, some people say, thank you for being brave to share this. You know what? Liam was the brave one, Liam, for 10 years. Um, you know, he fought to uh, be to beat what he was dealing with, and, and he's the brave one. But uh, you know what? Talk about it, folks. Reach for help, and, and we're all in this together. It's so cliche. You see Dina say it every day. We are all in this together, and... And maybe we can avoid some other uh, some other sad stories down the road by sharing and talking. Well said, Gord. Thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. Thank you. Gord Gillies joining me today. You'll remember that name. He was on television and radio in in Alberta for almost 40 years, uh, working at Global Television and Global Radio in in Calgary, telling his story of his son Liam. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. It's hard to to share stories like that. It's 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 hard to um, bear your soul, open up your heart, and in 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 the. But but Mr. Gillies, but Gordon, his family have done so in the hopes of making a difference, and I truly believe it will.